Here we are. Rolling. Rolling. Episode 12 of the Hot Dinner Poddy. 12. 12. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite herb to cook with? Going straight in there, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'll fire back at you, basil. Interesting that, because I, I don't like cooking with basil. I like just garnishing with basil. Now you put it in right at the end, mate. If you talk, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's garnishing, isn't it? Only fresh basil. Mm. Dry. Mine's thyme. Oh, yeah, but I've got a lot of thyme for time. You have to be very, uh, <laughs> you have to be very careful with it, though. I, I feel like just an inch too much thyme, you've ruined a recipe. Yeah, you've ruined, you know what I mean? ruined three hours of cooking. You big, yeah, big it, French stew. It's very important. Well, that was an interesting question, Matthew. It was. You know what? You know what's. You know what's. <laughs> you know an interesting recipe that time features in. I don't think you'd get this. You'd guess this. Um, time pie. Ch- <laughs> chicken and t- chicken and time biscuit. Just a clock face and yeah. pastry. <laughs> no, it's um, jerk chicken. I haven't really tasted. Uh, time yeah, in there before that's in a lot of Jamaican recipes time yeah so that's not surprised me so yeah All right, then. cool yeah awesome I'll come back wicked with, I'll come back fantastic with, right can you come on epic superb brilliant that's brilliant that's brilliant yeah okay so what was your last um, yellow label purchase Matthew is that a discounted put yeah yeah um it's an incredibly good question. Incredible. I think it was. Um, uh, I can see you thinking. I'm definitely thinking. Mangoes. Mangoes. Mangoes like little man. I love mangoes. Mangoes are one of the top fruits. Oh yeah. Little, little pot of mangoes. Okay, yeah. That's the only reason. Think- that's the only time I'd buy a pot of mangoes if they were reduced. Really. They are quite, to be fair, they are quite expensive. Expensive. And like £1.10. For like, not even half a mango, mate. You're kidding. I'd say you're getting robbed there. It's not like it fills you up either. It's just nice. Yeah, so on, refle- you know I mean? on reflection there, you've been robbed What's by... your yellow label? It was that... Um, accomplishment? That mackerel that I had for my tea the other, <laughs> week, the other week. Stinky mackerel. Stinky mackerel on toast. Jeez. Half, Everyone thought half that was price, me. mate. Two pounds. Still quite expensive, you know. know. Really, you can get mackerel and Aldi for two quid. New, (laughs) new. (laughs) What you used mackerel? Not not second hand. Huh? (laughs) Second hand mackerel. Hello, hello. My name's Rob, and I sell second hand mackerel on the streets of Charlie. There's the um. There's the title for this podcast sorted already. Second hand mackerel. Second hand. Full stop. There we go. Um, give Hot Dinner Podcast a listen. Yeah, I haven't got a lot of time. Jamie loves me. That's brilliant. Do you want to go first with some content this week, Dan? Um, I feel like I always go first. All right, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Do you want to hear about how I've been getting on with Mr. Bruce recently? I feel like... Yes. Is it as long as the last one? It's a very long one. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I'll, quite, I'll, quite, I'll talk fast. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just I'll just look at it like. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So, you know, I've been seeing him about once a week, you know, straight after the Newcastle games, because, you know, that's when he's his most ripe. Yeah. 
he's, you know, he says that there's that there is like favourite time to see me because you know the game's obviously the most boring part of his week, and I think that's quite um, quite evident when you like look at him on the touchline and he's just staring cross-eyed at um at the centre circle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I pick him up, um, pick him up after the game, you know, in the bus that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the squad, yeah? No, just him. He, uh, he, just him. He, he sits at the back, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Like I've a bad boy. I've got my little tra- little bus driver cap on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, and you nude, nude from the neck down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we drive straight to the um, nearest tanning salon. Uh, and we both, um, both just lie in the sunbeds for two hours, you know. And so, like, and... Last time, we, last time we went, he said to me, "Oh, Dan, you know, I, I really enjoy coming to these talent salons with you. Like, um, there's, no, there's no one else is around to watch line the sunbeds and you. You know, I used to like watching uh, John Joe Shelby on them, but um, you know, I once heard him squeeze a little fat out halfway through, and um, I've not really spoke to him since. Like, so you know, that was um, that was nice for him to open up to me about that, wasn't it?" Um, you know, nice thing. That's and, the thing with, uh, sorry, men's mental health is quite common at the moment and I think yeah. it just needs sometimes these little catalyst like a sunbed. A sunbed, yeah. To nice, talk about two, it. Nice two-hour fry. Yeah. Yeah, so um, then we went for, uh, like after the sunbeds, after we've like cooled off for a bit, we go for um, a nice posh meal from the kebab van. You know, he's got... Um, He's got some kind of loyalty card for them, for all of them somehow. I don't know how we've got it, but um, <laughs> like a black black pass. Yeah, I think you know because that's what he's most famous for kebabs. So I think that's why he gets mm-hmm. them for free. You know, I I still have to pay for mine, but you know because um, Steve's so kind that he says every tenth kebab we get together, he'll uh, just pay for half of it. So that's yeah, that's quite. That just shows the kind of man he is. Generous. Yeah, and lastly, he, he like he, he always gives me. Gives me a little wink and then just a nice smack on the ass when he wipes the garlic sauce off his face as well. So, you know, I think, but I, I think it's just showing off for the van driver, but so I don't really, you know, it's just in beans. Just Steve being Steve, really, isn't it? Bruce being Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. So, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, after that, so we just walk walk about town for a bit. We're like munching on the kebab, you know, jumping in puddles and that. And, you know, because he's so famous in Newcastle, you know, because um, he's the only person that knows how to tie a tie. So loads of people shout at him across the street. You know, he gets stuff like, oh, you fat bastard, and fuck off your doors, you prick. <laughs> you know, he seems to quite like it for some reason, because I'm assuming he doesn't know what a lot of words mean, so he just he doesn't really understand what they're saying. But you know, like it was this. This why I'm telling this story because this week a young boy shouted at him, which was one of my favourite. He looked about ten year old, shouted over the road, "Steve Bruce Blackwood Armory, eat your cabbage and salami." You know, and <laughs> really put um, really put a big smile on his face. You know, because I, th- I think because you know it mentions over two types of food. You know, his face his face lit up and he said to me. No, oh, Dan, I really like it when the young boys shout different breeds of food at me. Like, reminds me of my uh, footballing days at Manchester United, and um, to get me to play at my highest average level, Sir Alex Fergie would um, tell me that the ball was a big, big ball of mushy peas. Like, 
uh, you know, just thinking about me, just thinking about it now, it's just giving me the runs, like. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was that really, like, sorry it's not been, as you know, as action-packed as last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. It's, it's yeah. short and short and short sweet. And sweet. That's, I mean, that's just, it's just the truth, just how mainstream. Just good to check on. in. Yeah. Just check in with him. You know, it's like, so, yeah, so, lo- like, love's not exciting sometimes, you know, all the time, but I just want to show... No, it's not. You've got just, to ride the wave. Yeah, just want to show Pe- the magic me and Steve have, you know, with you and the listeners. Peaks and troughs. Yeah, I, thought, so I hope you all enjoyed that little little I, peak, I little I peak really into my it. life, yeah. Real real mess! I've got some leaked news from okay. the UK government. What news on leaks? Are they safe to eat now? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, leaks are uh, not North Korea are going to stop trading leaks with us. Yeah, I was going to say they're the nutmost. They're part of the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> eat loads of leaks. Yeah, you just rub them on your ears. Yeah. No, I, well, speaking of speaking of coronavirus, <laughs> I've got some leaked information about the new tier three restrictions. Okay. Right. Um, so I've just been emailing Matt Hancock on, <laughs> on MySpace. Yeah. Um, is you, were you the one that was bullying him? Yeah, I've been bull- I've been bullying everyone the whole cabinet. <laughs> oh, um, good. I, good. When, when William Hague was in Parliament. William Hague! I, I used to tie his eyebrows together. <laughs> Hello, I'm William Hague, MP for Richmond in North Yorkshire. I, like... I know you shouldn't have a favourite Conservative MP, but my favourite Conservative MP is William Hague. It's just such a fun name to say as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's never done anything too evil. Well, yeah, I don't really know much. I know he was a leader for a brief time. Yeah, For anyway. a brief 20 minutes. Enough of so, that. Do you want to hear yeah. the leaked tier three restrictions, I've heard? Yes, yes I do. Okay, so for obviously from the 2nd of December, it's going to be back into tiers. So tier three, these are the restrictions... Everyone can leave the house except for staff who work at Quickfit, Stor- Stormzy, Vinnie Jones and David Tennant along with his immediate family. <laughs> Pubs are open but can only serve three drinks from the following list. Bailey's, John Smith's, Sherry, Mead, Keg Shandy, Absinthe and the hourly equivalent of Strongbow. Sporting events to reopen with crowds include chariot racing, (laughs) snowballing, and giant chess. (laughs) All shops to open except for Hollister, Jack Wills, the official Peaky Blinders shop, and all of the Lego shops. (laughs) The The following shops are open to be looted, demolished, and burnt to the ground by the general public. People must keep a distance of four inches at all times. <laughs> and face masks are to be worn backwards. That way, the anti-maskers are also happy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the leaked information. Um, that's quite... I'm surprised um, you didn't hear about the tin peaches thing of tier three. The what? The tin peach. You've got... Every time you leave the house, you have to leave with a tin <laughs> A tin of, emer- tin. emergency tinned peaches yeah <laughs> just in one in each pocket as this so these tins are individual peaches no tin two tins of tinned peaches yeah R- ready to be deployed on yeah. Rus- russian spies 
<laughs> meet musicians and listen to records and um, aside from that I just like to cool out big style I've got the penultimate diary entry from Johnny Marr on Everest okay, I just want to say one thing to the listeners first okay. like, they, they won't be able to say they won't be able to see sorry that um, you're wearing a t-shirt today that says quite relevant to what I've just said I am king of the peaches yeah can you explain that please uh, I used to work on the West End as like a stage runner. Okay. Um, and you know the Jungle Book. Yeah. So, one night, um, what's the monkey called in Jungle Book? Um, it hit him anyway. Yeah. Basically, the actor for him didn't show up, so I took his place for the night. Oh, um, the big, the big orangutan. Yeah. Yeah, you so do. I'm, you look quite I'm, similar to him. Yeah. I got the I got the lyri- I got the lyrics wrong and said I'm the king of the peaches. <laughs> Whoa. And all these cockerees were chucking rotten apples at me. Rotten apples and... Get off the stage! You're, you're rubbish! You're not king of the peaches! <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah. the story behind the king of the peaches t-shirt, which <laughs> nice. will shortly be available as merchandise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so penultimate story from Johnny Marr. Yeah, give me it. I will do. What's up, guys? It's Johnny Marr here. It's been two long, hard weeks since my last diary entry from the Everest climb. I've since suffered with frostbite and lost the index finger on my left hand, which means I'm now struggling to play this charming man, as well as using the left brake on my Vespa. Anyway, always look on the bright side, as Elton John said. Today was the day we reached the 20-foot summit of Everest, (laughs) <laughs> Me, Ant and Morrissey stood arm in arm at the top celebrating our victory when I remembered what my objective for the climb was, to strum the highest E chord in the world. After enjoying the view for a few minutes and eating some of Ant's secret supply of Ginster's pasties, <laughs> I went to get my Everest Master guitar, but to my shock it wasn't in the sleigh. Oh fuck, I thought. I'd left the guitar at the last camp. I frustratingly walked over to Ant and Morrissey and told them the news. Oh, what have you fucking done, you tosspot? <laughs> that was... <laughs> oh, what have you fucking done, you tosspot? This is why we spit the band in the first place, because you can't look after what you got. Johnny, I can understand the mountains... <laughs> I can understand the mental strain that must bring you and as your fellow soldier, I see it as my duty to help you retrieve that guitar. You must play the guitar at the summit. It is your calling. It suddenly dawned on us that it would be night time in two hours. The clock was against us. Ant picked up his mobile phone and rang someone on his, on his phone list called Steve the Sniper of Southampton. Ring, 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 ring. Hello Steve, it's Ant Middleton from the Channel 4 Special Forces Army and your old comrade in the SAS. I'm currently at the top of Everest and need some assistance. Could you send me out a chopper? Hello buddy, how are you doing? You still a vegetarian? I found some cracking sausage rolls in Morrison's day before yesterday. Check them out. Need a chopper? No problem lad, give us five minutes. He wasn't lying. The Apache gunship arrived in five minutes tops and we stepped on board. Ant introduced us to the pilot, who was none other than the man who Call of Duty's Captain Price was based on. Colin Price. (laughs) 
Hello, gents. Step in, will ya? We've got a guitar to collect. We got to the last camp in a matter of minutes, and after quickly buying some new Harrington jackets from the retro shop <laughs> at the camp, I got back into the hospital. To the hospital, the helicopter. <laughs> we approached the summit again, and then something extraordinary happened. All right, Johnny, why don't you strum this E chord inside the chopper? Then you'll sure be to be the highest person to strum the E chord in the world. He was right. I strummed the chord and heard it echoing round the Himalayan range. Then a pulse of sonic energy erupted from the helicopter and suddenly every guitarist in the world was heard playing an E chord in harmony with me. It was a fucking racket, but truly extraordinary. It was at this moment... Bor- Morrissey <laughs> Morrissey pointed to the clouds <laughs> Look at the fucking clouds Johnny That is amazing I looked at the clouds And suddenly saw the faces Of John Lennon Keith Moon And Kevin Bridges <laughs> Me, Morrissey And Aunt smiled at each other And then enjoyed a freeway snog At the end of a very difficult journey I was sure I wouldn't climb up the mountain again as I spoke, Ant said to me, I've got a new adventure for you, Johnny. And so, the SES career of Johnny Marr was born. <laughs> wow, he's finally achieved what he set out to do. And now, mission two. Now he's been conscripted into the secret air service. Yeah. So, somewhere I always envisioned he would end up at. That's a vision I've always... The vision of Johnny Marr with a, like a bag on his head just in a room and then it getting <laughs> yanked off and just Aunt Middleton's there and his big hard mates. Um, Aunt Middleton going, what, what is your reason to be in this country? Uh, I'm just, just cooling out, innit? Just cooling out, you know. Just, just cooling just out. Collecting some, some collecting some intel for the UK government. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to collect some intel for um, Oi Polloi. <laughs> 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 My name's John Vera, and I'll fight the roughest man in the country. There you go. Come to Darlington, and I'll fight anyone. Guns and knives. We'll chuck it in as well, mate. Yeah. Well, and um, did you see the other day? You know those Google Doodle things. No. What's that? You know when Google um, changed the Google, and it's like. Oh, know. like the new the new icons for it. You mean? Yeah. And it yeah. says it's like. I don't know, Prince's 700th birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see the other day it was the 152nd birthday of Sweden's first ever train driver? <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't. Is that, is that true? I don't believe that's, that. Yeah, that's true. The G was, you know, his little face with his little hat on. Um, the two O's were two two little wheels. And then I don't believe you. Why all. not? Why not? Yeah, the, the L was the, you know part of the Swedish flag. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, seen is believing, isn't it? I'll have to have yeah. a look after the uh, the show. I thought it was. This, I thought it was excellent. No, we're not eating toffees now. Going to put them back. No, we'll have them tomorrow. What is the lower limit for putting up a Christmas tree? What do you mean? What's the earliest you can do it? Well, actually, I'm going to sh- I'm going to shock you. We we just put ours up to the. I'm going to shock you because I put mine up three days ago. Whoa. I just, I think it should, you should always have a tree in your living room. And yeah. it should just be de- decorated seasonally. Yeah, you know this I mean? year I'm just not bothered. Well, not bothered about Christmas or just not bothered about the rules? Not bothered about the, well, you know, 
Put your, tree when, put your tree up when you like, mate. Put it up in friggin' October. If it's like going to cheer you up. Do what you want. Yeah. Nice so, yeah, tr- I'm glad, glad nice tree as that. well. Have you got a proper tree? Oh, yeah, plastic. can I quickly have a look at it? Oh. It's definitely yes. not plastic, that. Oh, no, yeah. It's that, that looks like a 12 foot of that as well. It's, say it's about 18 foot. Yeah, yeah. The the ceiling in my living room is thirty foot. So. Yeah, and I, I thought you'd just cut like a hole in your ceiling for it to go through. <laughs> if only. If only. If only. If only. If only. What's your favourite Oasis song? Um, don't cry away. Have you got anything else to say, Matthew? No. I've got one more. One more little thing. I've wrote wrote a little little song to, little song this week about, um, you know, um biofuels and that like cars being able to run on dairy products and that mm-hmm. you know so i just i thought that inspired me to write a little tune so i'll just i'll just sing sing that for you now is that okay and yes. then we'll we'll leave the listeners to um just dwell on that yeah yes please just count me in one two three give me lard in my tank keep me running give me butter for my car i pray but you can stick your olive spread up your ass. Yes, you can stick it up your ass. I say, Ford Fiesta, Ford Fiesta, Ford Fiesta with a pint of cream. Ford Fiesta, Ford Fiesta. I'll kill your fucking dog if it's not real cream. Thank, thank you, listeners. That's a lovely song, Dan. <laughs> Have you been writing that over lockdown? I've, I've spent Just ages on picking that. Picking away at it. Yeah. Ford Fiesta, <laughs> Cumbria, my lord. I like that song. That's my favourite hot dinner song. I do have some more content, I've just remembered. Oh, that's excellent then. Thank God we don't have to end on that. <laughs> right, I'm just going to take one earphone out because I need to monitor... Uh, oh, because some technical stuff here. My accent. Oh no. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Matt. I come from Oxford. I work in media and marketing strategies. I moved to North about a year and a half ago. I got offered a salary job for like a cute startup in the centre of town. And then my friend Rupert told me about like the minute property prices in Manchester. So I was like, fucking yeah, let's do it. I actually live in Ancoats Urban Village in Manchester, um, voted one of the top communities in uh, Europe this year. It's just a little bit outside the centre and it's actually like really sick. There's loads of like sick craft beer bars, it's like really sick. And I just love like the industrial heritage of it all (laughs) and all the canals. They really echo like working class, like industrial Britain, which I just like to clarify isn't the roots of my family, but you know, we've always been rich and upper class. I really love my job. Just working freelance and managing my own clients means I have the time to do running and rowing. I find fitness like really important as well as cooking with like fresh ingredients every day. <laughs> I just don't really get how people can't afford to do that. Like I'll only spend like 90 quid a week eating. Surely that's affordable for everyone, right? When I go running, I like to use Strava to survey my roots. Yesterday I actually ran 5k in eight minutes. <laughs> I'm literally like so, so pleased. My body and like fitness is in great shape at the mo. When I run, I usually run along the canal and there's usually one or two like low lives, like fishing. Like they're gonna catch anything in there. 
I usually ask if they caught anything and usually get like a similar response to this. Fuck off with your floppy hair, you dipshit. You're like a right fucking nonce. My girlfriend, uh, Corjetta, works in a coffee shop in town. So I usually pop in for a fondle on my Macintosh and a guava juice. Um, we're really seriously in love and looking to buy our first property together. A flat Nancoats for just 280k in an old Victorian hashtag rustic um, mill. I really love the nightlife in Manchester. I'm always going raving. My favourite genres are techno, garage and D&B. All of the music that's really easy to listen to. Um, and uh, yeah, D&B is drum and bass in case you didn't know. Even though my apartment is, um, is great, it actually demolished three nightclubs to make way for the construction. But I still think Mank is totally spoiled for like choice when it comes to nightlife. So yeah, I'm Media Matt and I literally couldn't recommend Manchester enough to all of you. Um, literally like any buzzing media guys out there, get yourself here because it's literally like the new London. And I'm hoping to eventually become like a prop dev here. So yeah, just keep the faith, man. And like come to the Northern Powerhouse. Oh, well, he wow. sounded intolerable, didn't he? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I'll, I'll work with people like that probably. That, that'd be exciting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, oh, we have fun. We do have fun. We have lots of fun. <laughs> do you have any more content, Dan? Um, I think I'm all contented out, mate. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Over and out, Daniel. Have yeah. a good evening. Arrivederci. Oh, in fact, before I go, um, there are some Bloody things hell. I'd like to recommend. Okay. Uh, historic Towns of Britain. Excellent. What's that? Just all the all the historic towns of Britain you'd like to recommend? Yeah, just che- I'd like, che- I'm just Chester, recommending um, Corby. <laughs> uh, England has a great well, Britain has a great bunch of historic towns, including Chester, York, Durham, Canterbury, Cambridge, London, Colchester, Sol- Salisbury, Bristol, Newton Aircliffe, Peterlee, <laughs> Newton Lewillows, Wingate, Skelmersdale. Yes. Um, Chesler Street, mm-hmm. Huddersfield, right? What, 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 what's, Oldham, what's the point? What's the point you're making? <laughs> no, Historic Towns of Britain's a TV show. It's very oh, good. Okay, right. Uh, I recommend it's on Saturdays eight o'clock on Channel Four. You're in lockdown. Get Channel Four. Wow, I thought it was yeah. definitely definitely be on Dave. <laughs> no, it's quite a prestigious program. It's got oh, good okay. following. Uh, in addition to that, I recommend everyone rewatches Flushed Away. Yes. What a film. Right, yeah, one I, thing I noticed, you know Sid? Oh, uh, yeah. Comes I, into I, his I, house. Yeah, I know what you're going to say here, because, yeah. I've, I've seen... Do, no, I, I, I've you seen, pop out of bed now. He does look like Keir Starmer. I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but he does look like Keir Starmer. But um, it's not Sid, actually. It's... What's the girl called? Rita. Rita. Rita's, Rita. One of Rita's brothers in like in like the mad house she lives in, he wears like a like a metal band T-shirt, but the band is called Bubonic Plague. That's <laughs> just fantastic. Whoever's done that, yeah, excellent Great attention work. to detail. Right, shall we go now, Dan? Yeah, I think we shall. Okay, peace, peace. Good night, everybody. Peace and love. Peace and love. No. <laughs> <laughs>